0: Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This, ladies and gents, is episode 340. I'm your host, Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On this episode, we continue our box set series looking at the Lindsay Baker box set. Joining me on this series is, of course, my good buddy, Dave Parker. You'll be coming up after the first break as we look at our second movie in this four-film box set series this one is so sweet so perverse from 1969 oh 69 in the title as well those saucy italians they know what they did they know what they did yeah um this brings us to the halfway mark of this box set and uh, the way we're going we'll probably have it concluded about the end of the month and then i'm just going to put it out there dave parker has fired about 40 ideas to me ...about where we can go next... ...and all of his ideas are fucking amazing... ...so we are going to continue doing reviews... ...and I can't wait to get to them... ...so yeah... ...and yes, I haven't forgotten... ...there's a brand new Jallo box set being announced... ...forgotten Jally box set number four... ...yes, I pre-ordered it... ...yes, I hate myself... ...and yes, we will probably review it at some time... ...down the line... ...down the line ladies and gents... Um, ...tons of stuff coming your way this week... ...we are starting right here... ...on Monday with this episode... On Wednesday, you are getting a special screener episode ahead of the movie's formal release on Shudder. We'll be doing a screener title for you on Wednesday. On Thursday, we kick off the inaugural episode of what I have dubbed Bazzy's Backdoor Cinema. Uh, the Baz will be joining me throughout the year, periodically, to discuss movies that we have both went to see in the cinema. And the first episode is a little title you may have heard of it, uh, Scream from 2022 so that will be coming your way on thursday and then on sunday 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 we sit down and do bring me the head of alfredo garcia a little bit of pecking pa coming at you for our arrow video assortment on sunday this week on the Teapots collective you are getting the next installment of doing the nasty with happy birthday to me and mausoleum and the two titles on that episode, and then on Friday this week, a little bit of Jaws is shite action. Jaws is shite. Another regret, Blackbirds dropping its eighth episode this coming Friday. So keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Good, tiki short break. You're gonna hear promos for shows that I love. You're gonna hear the trailer for So Sweet, So Perverse. A little bit of Lindsay Baker action coming at you right after this. Hello?
1: Hello, who is
0: this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's
1: that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Uh Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn
0: when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two
1: guys with the beards? Uh Yeah, Dan
0: and Gav. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of the strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Hmm. Do you
1: have a boyfriend?
0: Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So you're going to ask me out.
1: She knew that in the shadow there was a shadow ready to strike.
2: He's planning to murder you. Why? He's been offered $20,000 to kill you.
1: By who? He knew that this blood, this strange trinket, hid a spine-chilling mystery of which he was a part. Ah! 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 She knew that those footsteps belonged to a man who had been alive and was now perhaps dead. A man who disappeared from the living. I disappeared at the right moment to reappear at the right moment. She had seen him killed and yet now, he was close beside her, haunting her to the point of madness. Jean! so sweet, her hand, so perverse, her body, so sweet, so perverse. Nicole, naked, unknown. Surrounded by vice, violence. Terror, ecstasy, death. Caught in the gears of a monstrous machine that was dragging her down into a bottomless pit.
0: His hands. I'm always ashamed and angry for feeling that excitement.
1: Nicole. So sweet, so perverse. Jean, was he alive or was he dead? All that he touched was so sweet, so perverse. Driven to frenzy, her hands to the blackest crime. She existed in a nightmare of horror and rapture. Even the air she breathed was so sweet, so perverse.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gents. So, when you hear this episode, this will be in a completely different year. But, ladies and gents, I will have you know that in a December, one December night in Scotland, and probably not nighttime where my co-host is, we, uh, we decided we were going to sit down and talk about disc number two in the Lindsay Baker box set. Joining me for this entire series is the phenomenally talented Dave Parker. How's it going?
2: I feel like there's sarcasm in there. Well, no, that was there, that was there, from the heart. There should be.
0: <laughs> that was like hundred percent from the heart. Like even it my watch my up. watch actually just come up and like to like tried to call me out as well on it. It's like what the fuck's going on here? What was that? I said my watch started like answering me back there as well. And I was like, Yeah, no, I heard no, no, no. something. I th-
2: I thought we were getting an echo, but I didn't know what was going on.
0: No, my watch my watch was calling me a liar as well, so um which is worrying. <laughs> it's telling you to speed up. <laughs> The
2: Zuck is recording you right now. <laughs> no, you, like, got, you got that booster, right? You got that 5G going crazy. Oh, yeah,
0: like, I've got, I've got, uh, you yeah, I'm being monitored by Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> you're, 5G. You're basically your own
2: fucking internet server right now.
0: Yeah, I'm connected. I'm, like, I'm glad they brought the Matrix back because I'm pretty much there now. I'm in there. Yeah. Um. So, but, like, the problem is I am so sarcastic most of the time that even when I'm being sincere, people think I'm sarcastic. Um,
2: yeah, I think I give that too. Like, yeah. I'm just naturally a dickhead, so people just think I'm always mad. Like, why are you mad? It's like, I'm breathing, bro. I'm not mad. <laughs> this, this is me. Like, he <laughs> said me. <laughs> I remember my. This is completely tie, t- it's like a tangent. But I remember just sitting there and just looking at my dad. I'm like, why are you so mad? He's like, I'm not mad. This is how I fucking look. <laughs> Some angry mustache, you know, 6'4 man sitting in a chair. I'm not mad. This is how I look. <laughs>
0: There is there is an equivalent uh, a male equivalent for resting bitch face, and it's just like
2: it's a a guy you don't want to approach. Yeah. (laughs) And then when there's a lady at the 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 desk or something when he's checking out, he immediately turns on the charms. Like it fucking makes much of a difference.
0: (laughs) You're saying thank you? What's going on? (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Being sarcastic. Oh man, we're 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 back to do the the second in this box set, which is so sweet, so perverse. Which I now have two copies of this movie on Blu-ray because I got the 88 Films one, which I think I purchased before this box set, or oh, I don't know the I don't know the chronology. Um, but I now have two copies, so um, and I'm going to be doing that 88 Films box set one as part of that series. And about a month's time or something cool. so yeah I get to do this twice although it could be one of those rare occasions where I can say oh well you know like well it's not rare actually because I'm not the biggest fan of 88 films overall what? I'd, I, don't I'd, under- yeah. I don't understand I'd, yeah that's ruined me like, the, the, wait since the last is that was, not a
2: slasher collection that's in the italian collection right that's in
0: the, it's in the italian collection so okay. we're, we're fine I'll with that might. so they have put it in the right place but i did uh <laughs> i did just finish this 50 which they they've just released uh, which was snapshot um which is an ausploitation thriller 100 not a slasher like slasher it's classic. like so not a slasher it's so unbelievably not a slasher. Um, and even just like at its, at its core like there's no death until the last five minutes um, <laughs> and the death in the last five minutes is arson and vehicular homicide that sounds about right uh, just movie or plastic. I, I you don't, I don't know, know movie that the though. grill I, on
2: the car was like bent so it had a sharp edge to it Splasher classic.
0: Is a, it was like an ice cream van as well <laughs>
2: Oh, is nice? What is this, Amityville fucking Six? It's Dude. about time. Did somebody die from an ice cream truck in that movie?
0: Yes, yes. I no, I've not seen Six. I've not seen Six. Well, like I, well, I've I, been. small lady does die from an ice cream truck. Spoiler. I desperately, t- I keep getting that I've got um a buddy on on Twitter who loves those movies, uh who keeps hitting me up for when are you doing the Amityville on your Russian Roulette? And I'm like never. <laughs>
2: Just do the first day in the remake and call it a day. I, I can't,
0: you know what? I'm like, I'm a completist, and the problem is they release them like every year, though.
2: Every year, they're not man. real. They're, they're not real. Not real. <laughs> All they are is name only. I could go make an Amityville movie now.
0: It's a mirage, is what. My, my friend not made that
2: Amityville vibrator movie. That's not a. <laughs> it's not a real sequel. It's not. <laughs> It, he's just fucking poking the fun at how everybody's like,
0: literally poking yeah, the and fun. It sells, they sell well. People love it. I don't he's, fucking know. He's literally poking the fun of his vibrator. So, um, so. <laughs> they're not
2: just you can't, it's don't even give them the fucking. They're not just watch up to fucking dollhouse and the remake, even though the funny truth is there's no real Amityville sequels except the remake because all of them are unauthorized.
0: Oh, That's why I they're not know. called the Amityville
2: whore. Just I well, I'm just into just
0: best. I'll just do the first one and the the remake and then and yeah
2: maybe the awakening might be official I don't fucking know who knows, I've only
0: seen, who knows these things
2: I've only seen one two and six and I and the remake and I think that's enough
0: is two the one with the incest.
2: Yeah, yep, yeah, with uh, yeah. Young. I've, seen,
0: I've seen, part have it. part <laughs> two.
2: Yeah, with Burt Young in it, how there could, how could there not be yeah, almost, in Yeah, that, it's that a, man it's is just in the contract. A, thug, a hunk of burning love
0: it must have been in the contract. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so like we're, we're, so. I have two copies of this movie, and yeah, for anyone out there that bought the alleged final disc in the slasher <laughs> classics collection, um, which no, the, the, I mean, not only have they teased it's the last one, but the things is in a. Uh, it's in a blue case, so it doesn't match the red fucking cases or the red eye I artwork. like it. It's just everything's wrong, uh, but it's a yeah. good movie. It's like it's he, it, 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 acting was of a great level. I would actually really enjoyed the story. It's just not a slasher movie. um and so, yeah, so I have two copies of So Sweet So Perverse, but we're doing the Severin one because that's the box set. Uh, let me give you some details on this one as listed on, the, on the, the back of the box here. So following the international success of Orgasmo, you'll remember, me and Dave talked about that in the previous episode, the second Umberto Lenzi-Carol Barker collaboration is a kinky retelling of Les Diaboliques. Featuring lush Paris locations, trippy flashbacks, and a swinging score by Ritz Ortolani, who did Mondo Cane* and Cannibal Holocaust. And an all-star Euro cult cast that includes Jean-Louis, you've got a surname I can't pronounce, from The Great Silence and The Conformist. Erica Blanc from Kill Baby Kill, Horst Frank from The Cat and Nine tales Ninetales, and Helga Linney from Nightmare Castle. Executively produced by Sergio Martino, who we all know did The Strange Vice of Mrs Ward, and from a screenplay by Ernesto Gastaldi, who did all the colours of the dark and pretty much any Jallo in the 70s, this full-blown classic Jallo is one of Lens's best. That was from B-Mania, that's B-Mania, I described it as that. And it's now fully restored in a new 2K scan from the original, negative. <laughs> So I'd seen this one before. Had you seen this one before watching it for the box set?
2: No, no, I actually hadn't. Um, but with the <laughs> cast, the crew and stuff, that's an all-star cast and crew for uh, Gialli from the, like, is it late 60, 69?
0: So this is 69 as well. So yeah, he basically did this back to back with Orgasmo. It's, so,
2: well, MVP really, I mean, Gastaldi, uh, Martino, mm-hmm. Rizzordolani, and uh, you got Baker and yep. then uh, the, the lead guy, the lead guys in a hundred freaking movies. Man. Yeah. That, and I always forget it's him. Um, Interesting fact about that guy, because uh, somebody posted a picture of him or something, and somebody left a comment, and I was like, that can't, that's wrong. What? And so I looked it up, and I guess the story checks out. It was Warren Oates, one of my favorite character actors, favorite actor. You would <gasps> never think that. They loved him, I guess. He's his favorite character, he's his favorite actor, which is crazy. I mean, dude's in uh, Death, Laden Egg, and The Great Silence is what
0: I know him from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's good in this. It, like- he's got that... The acting's great in this movie. Like, this is yeah. the thing. Like, once again, this is another one of these ones that I I, I was watching it. And very much like the, the previous one, but probably more so in this one. Um, This is a quality Euro thriller. Like, mm-hmm. it, like at its core, it, I mean, we, we do get some black gloves at some point. So it's maybe transitioning over. But for the most part, it's like, this is orgasmo, but it's just better like like across but like almost everything in this movie well, the music better yeah. oh the yeah, music is brilliant even the though characters they reuse um the the title song why is that isn't that in the bloodstained orchid i want to see no
2: yeah i think you're right only because yeah. I, I actually had looked that song up beforehand because i liked it so much because uh rich uh Riz Ortolani is my favorite composer yeah,
0: yeah. but uh, that's a that's a lazy movie as well isn't it so i'm thinking he just reused it yeah yeah oh, why not why not
2: <laughs> they reuse everything look I at the covers to it. hell of the living dead i've seen that fucking thing <laughs> 37 times
0: it keeps getting funnier every single time <laughs> i see it <laughs> <laughs>
2: by the time it's on burial ground i'm in hysterics
0: <laughs>
2: hey they changed that zombie just a little bit
0: <laughs> but uh, yes yeah, so, like i, I was kind of because like i'd seen it like i say, i'd seen it before i had been a while since i saw this one um interesting, like i don't know like like because you get like these things in your brain where you blip and you sometimes for you misremember things and uh, my memory had recast for whatever reason (laughs) had recast uh, baker as the the other woman and this one erica blanc so i i thought she was the one who's being tragically used in this movie which kind of makes sense because she's tragically used in orgasmo um but like she she must have been having a whale of, of a time with Lindsay. she made these two movies back to back and is playing two completely different sides of the coin
2: It's nice to see that for sure, because a lot of actresses or actors get typecast and they're just playing the same tired old shit over and over again. So I like to see the wicked side of her, too. And yeah, I I feel so dumb. Like, I didn't read the back. I can't even read to tell you the truth. (laughs) I just, but uh, I didn't register that this was basically li- uh, less di- Die by a Leak. Yeah, um, I, it was just, it is too. Even with the, I believe the character getting killed. Yes, we the have. Oh yeah. like, is he actually dead? And I was sitting there watching halfway through this movie, and I was like, did they just kill him? Like I was like, <laughs> they, I was like shocked. I was like, he's he's gonna be okay. And then they play with it. Like yeah. I completely fell for it. Just like I did in the, the, the uh, less Die by a Leak, I did yeah. not fall for it. But this one, a ripoff of it, I was like, they had me hook, line, and sinker. I was like. <laughs> He's coming back though. He's gonna be all right. <laughs> but Right oh, when he initially was killed, I was like, "What the
0: fuck?" And, like, there's like, because there's like, literally, because uh, once again, like, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a, uh, because it's not like it's clearly, an, I don't know if this is from the same source material or if this is them just doing a retelling of it. But like, I love the fact that like we're we're gonna we're gonna twist some things, but it has to be set in Paris. <laughs> it has That's to be set in Paris.
2: Allegation. You know what I mean? Like, there is like, well, we gotta set it in a certain place to get the money. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no. I didn't even register. It was in Paris. You could have told me any Euro city, and I didn't. There's probably some in dialogue or driving around the city in the opening. That I get, so you,
0: you get you get a little bit of the Eiffel Tower, and then later yeah. on you get a tiny little bit of Notre Dame in the background. But just like a just like a snippet. Um, but it's more yeah. the it's more the the dubbing in this one has like for some reason two characters and not the entire cast. Of the English um, the English dub has. Like, kind of full French accents, but the rest of them don't, know, which makes absolutely fucking well, no sense.
2: The John uh, actor, John, uh, I'm not going to say his name right, he's French. So, I mean, yeah. I mean he probably was co produced by France, and they were like, well, we got to get a star from France in there. And yeah. Then you had the Baker, and horace Frank is a German actor. If you That's right. That. Yeah, he sure plays he's...
0: Klaus, the German. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And that guy fucking from Cato Nine Tails, plays the uh, homosexual character. Yes, in the bar. <laughs> That seems terrible they're going up. I know this is pulling from something that's not here, and I'll say it every time I bring up Cat of Nine Tails. But Kim Newman in the commentary, I couldn't breathe because yeah, he was oh, like, Kim Newman's "Apparently, funny as fuck, anyway. uh, the, the way to differentiate a gay character is the inability to button the top two buttons on your shirt." And I
0: like, "Yes, yes." I've, I've, oh I've, he said that, in more that. By the way, he said that in more than one interview and in commentary.
2: Because it happens; it's in every fucking movie. Yeah. You don't even register. That's the only reason.
0: Yeah, I, I think because there's different. There's different. um there's different depending on what country you're in there's different like kind of signals it was, I, I don't know if it was an urban myth or not but it was always the idea of if you have like a like traditionally like older times where people carried pocket hankies if your pocket oh, yeah, and yeah, a diff, a particular side or if it was in a, sticking out of a particular pocket that also was a signal to to other homosexual men that you are. Cruising. Yeah, basically cruising, I know yeah.
2: Powers Booth, man. I know Powers Booth. He told mm. me that story personally. Ah, there we go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that, right. like, I would have never...
0: <laughs> I thought you had the inside turn. I was like that. See? But, like, but, like you, you get all these, but, um... Yeah, like... What what I like about this, there's a couple of things that I'd, I I'm I'm kind of iffy on overall. Um, because like I say, I think this is like I think this is a like a mock step up. I think it, like the locations and just the cinematography is a lot more. Fun and playful, and this has got like the you like, there's a lot of Lindsay in this. A lot of those kind of a character opens the door, zoom in on his face, like <laughs> just fucking camera up in the guy's face, uh, for, for an emphasis, uh, which is you know, it's, it's classic Lindsay but yeah, if you have blue eyes in, yeah. in an <laughs> Italian film. Half them. the movie is your eyes, and that
2: Hoist Frank has blue as fuck eyes. So it's like, he's oh, like I wait like a, to the
0: next movie. A Quiet Place to Kill has Jean Sorel, and, and his eyes are like you could bathe in his dreamy pool eyes.
2: That's like the first movie where the male is more attractive than the female. That's right. like, oh, for me. <laughs> 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 wait, this guy's out of Carol Baker's League? What's yeah.
1: going on? <laughs>
0: Yeah, Carol Baker's punching above her weight.
2: <laughs> that guy was like, what was he in that one, Uh, the shock treatment, the one that uh, Severin put out. That's like right, yeah. Trailer. and he had to be getting up there like 35, 40, you know what I mean? And like at that age, not that there's anything wrong being that age, like he still, I think, I think he dropped off. And it was like for that age it's like it's kind of crazy that he's that uh, you know an established actor doing yeah. that still i mean obviously he's a, like one of the heartthrobs, so he's like fuck it well that's, I believe he was
0: that. he was for the longest time you had him in your movie and you know you were you were kind of set <laughs> like, you know, another sort of... french like pretty guy in the movie yeah yeah uh but there was a trade-off there every now and again um what i, what I like about this movie another thing i like about it is I really do like the back and forth in this one. I mean, if you've seen Les Diabolique, then you kind of know. If you haven't, I would recommend you see it anyways. Or if,
2: if you watched it and didn't even register because yeah. you're a dum then you won't.
0: <laughs> like to be honest, that movie came out and then everyone ripped it off. So it's like Psycho. Um, yeah, it's exactly like Psycho. Like those movies come out and like Eyes Without a Face as well. Like when those movies come yeah. out, it's just like. And there's a sea of people that just make that, especially if they're foreign movies as well. Um, like, like all those American directors are like, yeah, I could just totally do this. <laughs> like, no one's <laughs> ever going to see this movie. And there isn't VHS or DVD or anything like that now. And only played in the drive-thru for two years and it's never coming back. I'll just remake it and just call it something else and no one will ever fucking know. Um, add gore, add some nudity, boom. Yeah, that's it. Yes, a different and without nudity. a face. Yes. There we go. <laughs> but like I, I, I like the. I actually the the pacing of this is great, and I, I'll give it that because I thought the pacing of orgasmo I, I felt in the middle a bit dipped a bit, but I do like the because you are a sizable amount of time and. To this movie, and you think you know where it's going before, like, you say, um, our buddy Jean is is murdered, and there is a part of you that's like, all oh, right, well, that's that didn't happen, <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I really and, legitimately didn't think it happened.
0: And then you see his charred carcass, and you're like, oh, he's dead, <laughs> like, like, I don't think he's coming back, unless it's a fake body. And the yeah, movie keeps, yeah, like, the, the fact that you have, um, you have Erica Blanc's character, like, constantly, like, the guilt kind of creeping up on her and her thinking that's going on and but then you find out ultimately it's because she's been played uh very cleverly by um by Baker's character. Oh and she's play- she's like she's three D chess in this. She's like ahead of the game on everything. Or is oh, she... yeah. I do love the end of this movie I'm jumping a bit of place but I do love the end of this movie like just like the scenario where like this cop's just going on holiday and he's not actually following her and she's like oh shit the cop's in the fucking plane this guy's like finally first first week off in and in two years and I can't wait to go to this holiday well that's a bit strange that woman's on here and they're all like yeah <laughs> we're fucked now well you're fucked
2: I, I, I like the idea that uh, she's like more horse Frank's trying to boss her around still, and he's like listen you better start being very nice to me. Yeah. That's just like kind of a almost like feminist murderer quality right there.
0: Yeah, it's a power play. It's like it's a complete power play that I love Like in this. I think I think she's great because she plays convincingly, I would see about three different characters in this. Um... And I love, I love that aspect, and also like the misdirection in the movie as well from the start. That you like the fact that she sets it up to the the assumption is that Klaus has beaten her, which turns out he probably was from the evidence that we see at the end. He, he's probably been a bit truth mean with fiction is the best way. Yeah, yeah. Like she just leans into that, so it's, it's more believable to her character. And uh, then yes,
2: if she doesn't have at least one black eye. Who's <laughs> gonna believe her?
0: Exactly. It Italy just... uh, well I was going to say it's Paris in the, in the 60s oh. so if she doesn't have at least one black eye she's not married um so Fuck. that's true that's, that's what they did back then and it was fucking terrible and I am against it that's I'm... why I
2: don't eat French food
0: <laughs> also
2: because I can't pronounce it <laughs>
0: <laughs> now leave me to my freedom fries. <laughs> don't just <laughs> <keep> fucking <calling laughs> French fries oh god uh, that was the dumbest thing <laughs> well in fairness they've got the royale with cheese and that's just nuts um, so just call it what it is and, well, let's, just, let, let's just move like, I understand you've got the metric system but it's a quarter pounder in the UK and we also have the metric system so you know what I mean France
2: <laughs> won't bend to America's tyranny
0: yes
2: <laughs> to the tyrannical corporate power
0: they won't bend, they won't bend at all Not. viva la France um but you like like she plays that part and then she obviously plays the the kind of seductress of the erica block character and then she's also playing klaus as well which um which i kind of love i think that's that's the big selling point for me is like all the casting is great but the big selling point for me is like you get to get you get range in this character which I mean she was good in the previous one but she was playing the woman losing her mind and having an orgy and this one she's she's <laughs> a bit she's, she's a bit more on top of things literally um, and she's well, she gets a
2: switch and the other yeah. one, she's just like slowly downgraded until she has her, you know, I guess I won't say arc because she doesn't overcome anything. I don't know yeah. if you need to be an arc or, you know, slowly driven to madness. Yeah. yeah. And this one is she literally, you don't know her motives and it's a complete switch like three or four times, which yeah. keeps you on your toes and mystery about her, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say a femme fatale, but she kind of is a femme fatale, really.
0: Pretty much. Well, she like the, the two people that she lures into relationships with klaus who you would imagine is probably the next one like, oh like, yeah he's not gonna be around, around much because <laughs> <So, laughs> he, he says he says pretty much like that says his, his closing line her. is you know you'll be you'll be hounded they'll keep investigating you until you die <laughs> like, and i'm like i don't know if you're going to be around to see that close
2: <laughs> they're going to brazil right <laughs> yes yeah. A lot of good places to kill somebody in Brazil.
0: 100%. Like, yeah, I imagine she wouldn't have to spend too much of that money either. Um, he'll drown. He's yeah. gonna drown. He'll drown. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be gone. Uh, so yeah, so I love that. Like The score, like we mentioned before, it's uh, Ritz Leone and it's, it's great. He's fucking incredible he's yeah he's, he's like the thing about him is like i've i've yet to find a score of his that i dislike and i can even say with someone like an ennio morricone there's a couple of scores in there that i have heard i've not listened to everything he's done which i'm like right, you, you were phoning, yeah you were 100% phoning that in um and otto leone i've never had that I'd, like if he is phoning it in he's he's like incredibly he's incredibly talented at phoning it in I don't um, know
2: if he's the best, but he's my favorite. That's he's
0: consistently think. great. I think that's the yeah. thing. Sometimes consi- It's what we're talking about with Martino in the the previous episode. I don't necessarily think Martino is is the best Italian director. You certainly make a case he's a consistent. He's a consistently great director, though. He's maybe not the best, but you know he, he has a consistency which some of the other directors around him just didn't fucking have. They yeah. He's like- not
2: swinging for the fences. He's yes. like throwing solid jabs all night. Yes. He's gonna win eventually.
0: Yeah, and I mean that that wins out, and I think there's a reason more people have come to him later on, as you know, he's, like certainly I don't know if his name was in the you know in the, the the kind of the top three, top four at the time, but certainly he is revered that way now, and I think rightly so in a lot of respects. So yeah, for sure. You, so you've got that, and like I say, you've got also um, just some like this feels fun. This is a fun movie, and the uh, what well, like it has the worst title. Because <clears throat> the, there's there's literally, I mean, the, the, you, if you watched Orgasmo, which is basically all about orgies and uh, and and dirty threesomes and uh, you know and and, and going insane uh, and drugs and all the rest, and then you go to watch the next movie, which is so sweet, so perversely like, Oh dear, um, and it's kind of it's kind of almost um, on some level, uh, it's like a juxtaposition against what you actually see, and I think that I think that kind of works for it as well, in that I think you. are you constantly think it's going to be more, more lurid than it actually is, um, and this to me shows great restraint from, from Lindsay. Even in sixty nine, he could he's done a movie which has been a bit more saucy than this, but he, he you know he's, he seems more invested in the story, and that works for it. And then I think the only thing that I think is a negative from my point of view and well it's twofold right so one and i'm not really going to hold it to this even though I was bitching earlier on about the slasher classic collection um <laughs> it's not a giallo is is not and i know there there's a case for a subset of pre crystal plumage giallos which are more I, I think they're their own genre of giallo i would say it... the same i would group them and have them as their own entity yeah
2: because there's than... I, like i said there's like three or four different types of giallos yeah But after like it's <sighs> arguing what's a giallo and not is really kind of like what's arguing what's a slasher this is
0: yeah it's maddening after a while and it's fruitless as well like it doesn't like ultimately it's not going to make you any better and i don't know who i'm trying to win over if you know what i mean like i don't know if i'm trying to win over myself like
2: i don't even care yeah
0: but the other thing the other thing i was going to say is that like because of what is based on Oh, even the first time I saw this and I didn't know it was, you know, like a kind of retelling of Les Diaboliques, but it's a movie that I know really well. Like I kinda anticipated where it was going. Um so I don't think it's but then I was trying to think of of the time. And I think you that's a key component with these things. I'm looking through the you know, the eyes of someone who as has went through books with lists of movies to watch because they were really, really important. You know, average cinema goer back then probably hadn't seen that movie, and as a result, this felt fresh. So yeah. from, from that perspective, me kind of knowing where the movie was going is not necessarily an indictment on the movie. Just I've we live in a day and age where old films are just readily available, and there is like a, like an endless resource out there to to track down things and you know read source material or reviews or like you know um, uh, all these things dissertations or whatever on film and cinema so it's all there now so you've got um I would argue nowadays if you're buying a box set like this you're probably more cine literate than yeah, the people yeah. that were act even at this point actively going out in Italian theaters to watch the or you new... have the
2: capabilities of doing it yes. you know what I mean like. That's like when, even when I was younger, if it came on television, I watch it no matter how crummy it was. And uh, like, sometimes you see something great, like once upon a time in the West or, or you, you know, what your video store had, like the dirty dozen where you love it and you'll love it for life. And a lot of times you veg out watching 12 hours of friends and you're just like, (laughs) fucking. And then when you get older, you're like, I would never watch friends again. You would have to pay me an exorbitant amount of money to watch that garbage, straight garbage. (laughs) like update i'm mad about friends fucking shit show like seinfeld's great why is friends so bad i don't understand why we were watching this they would just be anything friends is the mcdonald's of television it really but, is like, <laughs> like you have so much accessible stuff but yet it becomes harder to pick something yeah i just i don't know like it's double-edged sword you know what i mean like and also you're used to, i like i'll watch junk because you know the classics will always be there it's like well mm-hmm. i gotta get the, the the word out about fucking something really silly because i don't think anybody's gonna watch you know the darkest soul from 1994 yeah. And i know somebody <laughs> be talking about uh you know uh, eyes without a face and if i talk about eyes without a face seeing it for the first time i'm like and then it's a great french movie they're like look at this moron he can't even <laughs> fucking talk He's talking about this classic but if i'm talking about the darkest soul the director might see it and be like hey man thanks for reviewing
0: my movie yeah. even if
2: you didn't love it so hey, yeah it's weird yeah. It's,
0: like, we, we do live in a like we do live in a, a a completely different climate so when you're like looking at a movie like this I think he, it's something that I'm conscious of and I, I, I try and take it out but I mean overall I think that there's something to be said about this one where we're two movies into a partnership of a director wanting to work with a particular actress and we're we're already creating something that I would class as. You know a substantial, a substantially more entertaining movie than the previous one, and just a good thriller. I mean, this is like it, it, it doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel, nor does it have to, but I think it's competent enough all the way through it. It delivers a couple of shocks for sure. Um, if you're not expecting them, which is the definition of a shock, um, but then ultimately, <laughs> like the, the ending, I actually like the ending as well, it doesn't feel the need. Which I mean, we're post cycles, so there's usually a there's usually some sort of psychiatrist explaining how things happened.
2: Right and Auckland was on that plane, you didn't yeah. know it. He's the, he's the pilot.
0: I like, he's I like, ready
2: over to PA. <laughs> what happened was.
0: I like I like the fact that they're just like she's so infinitely cocky that she just managed to get away with everything. And like I do like the thing as well of like even like the way she she puts it over is she's like, listen, I got I got the money. And you know, and I didn't kill anyone. You killed people. So if anyone's going down, you know, for, uh, even if there's any for like there's no such thing as forensic evidence back then, but you know, like uh, even if there was some forensic evidence, guess what? It's pointing at you. <laughs> like, I yeah. have an alibi. I was
2: and she's in... also smart and attractive, and yeah. she can probably get away with fooling a jury. Because yeah. that guy looks like a killer. He does well,
0: yeah, Klaus to German. <laughs> yes. The Klaus to German <laughs> looks like a killer.
2: <laughs> he looks like a Nazi. Yeah, and he looks like every nazi villain i've seen from old movies
0: he even says at the end he goes which means naturally in german and i was like oh you're right you're just there's a big target in you my friend uh um, jones is coming
2: for your ass just wait 10 years
0: <laughs> but yeah like i i think it's not it's not a remarkable movie i wouldn't even necessarily say like i we spoke about this before. I like Lindsay gets, like, in the 70s, especially when he starts doing the more kind of, more traditional Jallo thrillers. I think he finds a different stride, which is much more entertaining to me. But in terms of fitting the brief for late 60s kind of Euro thrillers, I mean, this is ticking all the boxes. There isn't anything in this one that I think, ah, oh, it's a, you know, a misstep there. Or there's, you know, even, even the quirky characters that he, like interacts with throughout it are quirky there for a reason that's just that's just part of the genre you're just to expect that um so yeah i was, I was like it's like i said I'd, I'd seen it a few years ago i knew i was gonna have to be watching it again for the other box set without thinking well sorry for the other series without thinking it was in the box yeah. set so watching it this time around i was kind of it's not going to score the highest grade ever but i i come out smiling from this one i think it's like, having seen, I've seen the next movie as well. The only one I hadn't seen in the, the, the box set before watching. Obviously, I hadn't seen Orgasmo, but I thought I had. But I've never seen Knife of Ice, so that'll be a first time watching movie But I have seen A Quiet Place to Kill, because that is Me also too. in. Um, no, is it? I don't know if that is actually now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know if it's. I have seen it, but I want to say I'd saw it for the E88 films as well. But maybe I've just made that bit up. So I've seen that one before, and I, I know that one is good, but my memory is that I didn't like it as much as so sweet so perverse so i'm genuinely interested to see because i preferred this viewing of so sweet so perverse a lot more than the previous one so i'm wondering if a quiet place to kill also comes up on a rewatch so yeah i had fun with this one man i, I like um this is a I, you're right though we had a conversation what about a month ago when we were, we were originally planning to do the first review and you were like uh, i mean these two movies like they're kind of similar, and you are right. It's about rich people and a, like a, a kind of sordid three-way and murder and crying. They are like, <laughs> so like.
2: My but, place to kill is even more, if I remember correctly.
0: I, I think you're right. I think you are so right. Orgasmo. I don't yes. know.
2: Back to back, I'd be like, I don't know what's
0: going on. Yeah. <laughs> so this is all one movie. Um, so, but yeah, like I think this one is. Yeah, that, that, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I'm um, I'm really glad to 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 check it out for this one. And uh, is there anything else you want to say about this one before we we extend our our grades out for this one to find out um, what we think?
2: Just just a quickie. Uh, Beryl Cunningham is in this, the African American girl. Yes. And uh, I register her because she was in like four movies that I watched for 1970, and she was just kind of a character actress that stuck in my head and I just memorable. And I think maybe her best performance she was in what is it death occurred at uh last night and um or midnight whichever it's called and the uh, one snake uh, people snake snake curse snake woman or something snake woman and Ooh. she was good in that that's like that was a cool movie that was uh different so yeah she's just the character actor who pops up in a bunch of these italian movies from like well, late 60s to early 70s she's also in secret, uh, the secret of dorian gray from 1970 which mm-hmm. ended up making my top 10 so, yeah, I mean, she's in a bunch of
0: movies. She has one glass that has brandy in it, one glass that has another alcohol in it, and she, in this movie, takes off her top and has the most fetching butterflies over her nipples. <laughs> well, I see, uh. over her nipples, there's some... there's some classic Janet Jackson nip slip going on uh, <laughs> I
2: think she's gets, she gets nude in quite a bit of movies and like I imagine she probably was uh, uh in Italy at the time so yeah. it was just like at the time there probably wasn't very many you know African-American actors to choose from in Italy yes. that were actually I bet she was local I mean boom you're in there it. you look good you you're a character actor you get all the parts you know
0: definitely and they get Kinda all the like parts Nick as well and he's there. <laughs> right let's let's talk grades for this one uh, so you know Dave that we do one through five one has hated it two is liked it Three's really liked it four is no I can never I always get I always struggle when you're on the recording with this and with no one else uh, one has hated it two is didn't like it three is liked it four has really liked it and five is loved it um I'm gonna give this one a four I really like this and I think coming into this I thought this was gonna get the same grade as Orgasmo which we gave a three to um and I, I really like this film. Um, I, like I don't think, like I say, I don't think it's remarkable in any way, but I think it is. It's consistent all the way through, and I think like one of the big reasons to watch this out with the score, which is 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 great, and like just like the general cinematography and stuff. I think Carl uh, Baker in this one is is a lot of fun, and she's playing a really interesting character who. And I like the way it ends. Like I said before, it ends with the, maybe she'll get caught. But then we've seen how she's bested everyone else before. Maybe she won't. And I I like that. There's a lot of movies that would be, you know, would have the the police officer coming across and standing over her as the camera fades out, or some shit like that. And I'm glad that they don't do that.
2: like the other
0: movie did do that. It did. 100% did. And this one, they don't do that. So... Um, I enjoy that about it. So yeah, this is a, a really like from me. This is a four. What are you giving it, Dave?
2: I'm gonna give it a three and a half. That means nice. I really like it. You know, I, I when people say three and a half, that's like that's a good movie. That's a recommend. You know, I think that people would like it. I don't. You know, I my I, you know, I like Giallo's and I watch them, but I usually like the Wilder. You know, kind of same. It. Yeah. Like like I like when they started getting ridiculous, but when they still had money, and that yeah. was a very short period of time. And I do like the zombies, the ripoffs of like Zombie and Dawn of the Dead. Those mm-hmm. are some of the most fun I'll have. Like, if we we're here rating Burial Ground. It'd be embarrassing. I'd be like, fine. <laughs> Why? I can't help it. I don't, I can't help it. Yeah. Like, you are to this that is-
0: movie like I am to PCs, where I'm like, this might be the best movie. Well, this might be my favorite movie ever. Is it the best movie? No. Like, not, it's not <laughs> even
2: in the top 1,000 movies ever made. But. Like, when joe bob rated cannibal holocaust he's like five stars unless you hate it then it's one and, but five stars It's like i can see you know what i mean like
0: yeah
2: cannibal it's it's great but it's, it's also horrible for people to watch so what do you <laughs> I don't yeah. i'd rate it a five but i'm also crazy on uh, the three and a half a very good movie you know nice i would recommend checking it out I, it's i do enjoy it better and it has a Riz Ortolani score you can't beat that Riz no it's the can't. best
0: yeah it's, it's, it's his awesome.
2: Practice, Stuck in my head. I, I constantly hum every day of my life, house on the edge of the park score. Oh, I look like a psychopath. And I also, um, uh, I carry a straight razor while I do it. Only when I'm riding the public transport. And I have a car, so I just do it for fun. And can't also- wait for that um, blue,
0: man. I cannot wait for that blue Oh, I got it. I haven't
2: had a chance to check it out, though. It's one of my favorites. I can't wait to watch it. And I know- I know art the guy who did the commentary he's real cool mm-hmm. and bruce is a nice guy too i've just talked to him a little bit online but Art, i've met a person a couple times and he's a friends of friends you know so i always see him at conventions but cool guy man the commentary should be great he loves that movie he, he dresses nice. up as david Hess uh like 12 years in a row for halloween,
1: for
0: halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the aim broke don't fix it that's what i see yeah <laughs> um right so like this this is uh, the halfway mark for this box set series. We've still got two movies to go. Um, the next one we'll be doing is A Quiet Place to Kill. We mentioned that before. I think that technically is, that this is classed as the the third in the spiritual trilogy that they did uh, before Knife of Ice. Um, so we have, uh, in our third collaboration with the director Umberto Lenzi, Carol Barker stars as a glamorous race car driver entangled in a lurid affair with her ex-husband, played by Jean Sorel. Uh, his wealthy new wife and a twisted web of murder and deception. So all starting to ring bells here. Uh, Louis de Viglia of Eagles Over London co-stars in this 1970 Italian-French-Spanish co-production, uh, featuring a top screenplay co-written by Bruno de Gioromino, who did What Have You Done to Solange, and Marcello Koscia who did Lit Sleeping Corts, Lie, plus edgy cinematography by a man who I can't pronounce, so I won't, who did Wild Beasts, with (laughs) a... I can never pronounce his name, so I'm just going to say Joe D'Amato. I can't pronounce his original name. (laughs) Yeah, who
2: who, who would bother? I mean, he knew it. That's why he has a fake
0: name. That's right, Joe D'Amato of Anthropopagus. Now scanned from the original camera negatives for the first time ever in America. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the movie we'll be coming back to do it real soon. But before we do that, Dave, let the listeners know where they can check out your stuff, my friend. Uh, Mr.
2: Parker on YouTube, M-R-P-A-R-K-A, no spaces, anything. Just look for it on YouTube. It should pop up. I do a weekly show. I review. Um, you know, it's more quantity over quality, but uh, <laughs> it lying. is what it is. <laughs> And I'm also 22 shots of moods and horror. Occasionally, we do podcasts. Uh, I have a Christmas episode still coming up, even though I watched the movies a month ago. So that should be fun. Um, yeah. So that's it.
0: Yeah, go check it out. Dave also posts links to stuff on the Facebook group page for podcasts under the stairs. So check it out. He does it as a video and a podcast form. So no excuse. No excuses will be accepted. None of this. I only watch things on YouTube. There's a YouTube link. Well, I only do all that. Well, there's an audio link as well. So just get it done uh right i'm going to take my final break when i come back i'm closing out this episode i'm going to be doing it right after this you're listening to the podcast under the stairs you've been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been episode 340 where myself and my guest dave parker sat down and discussed so sweet so perverse from the lindsey baker box set like we said that was recorded last december so i say last december as if it was like fucking years ago it was recorded about three weeks ago so um i've been kind of giddy to put this one out because Well, you heard it in the review. Kind of dug this one quite a bit. So, yeah, we have two more movies left to cover. Um, Those will be coming this month, I imagine. I can't see us dragging it out much longer. I'm looking forward to doing that as well. And if you like that box set action, and I know you love that box set action, you won't have long to wait before the next installment of the Gamera series. That's right, that big old Gamera box set that will put out, myself and Derek Bourgeois are working our way through that. The next instalment of that series dropping next week. So yeah, keeping you guys busy. There's a multitude of ways to check out Podcasts this Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop And access to the entire back catalog of Teapot's content. Don't stop there, though. Subscribe to our sister feed, the Teapot's Collective. You get shows like Opera Omnia, have to Begin With, doing the Nasty and Chronicle. All those shows and their archives are all available on that feed. So subscribing to Teapots Collective and the podcast Under the Stairs is the best way to support what I do under the stairs. Alternatively, you can jump across to our website, TPutzcast.com. Links to all the shows are there, as well as a link to Jaws' Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts, a booze-based banter entertainment podcast, which is coming back to the airwaves this week. On Friday, we'll drop episode number eight of the series. A great time to jump in and hear four boozy Scotsmen talk about terrible life choices, weird news stories from around the globe, and your listener emails live. Jaws's Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts, exclusively available on tputtscast.com. If you want to interact with me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash T-Putscast will get you the podcast under the stairs. t Collective can be found at facebook.com forward slash T-Putscast and Jaws is at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash a regrettable pod. You can, of course, interact with myself and the Baz and the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at t cast. The Podcast Under The Stairs returns for a special screener review episode of an upcoming Shudder title this Wednesday. That's right, this Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it's time to get down and a little bit saucy with Bazzy's Backdoor Cinema episode number one, covering Scream 2022. So, until then, wherever you are, where the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McCleish broadcasting live from Under The Stairs and I am signing off.